Innovation is the foundation of cloud. We're speaking about the Oracle Cloud Innovation Hubs, a program that brings together both technology and business. Brian Rasmussen and Sky Hart of Oracle. Brian, how are you today? Doing great, Michael. Very happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Brian, tell us about the Cloud Innovation Hubs and about your role. My role is I'm the Group Vice President of Cloud Engineering here at Oracle. I'm in charge of the Cloud Innovation Hubs. So basically what I do is we do, um, we have multiple different hubs across North America and also India as well. So I lead our Cloud Engineering Innovation uh, Centers in Austin, Texas, Reston, Virginia, Burlington, Massachusetts, and Santa Monica, California. And Sky, welcome to CXO Talk. I'm delighted to chat with you. Tell us about your role at Oracle, please. Hi, Mike. It's a pleasure to meet you. My name is Sky, and I'm a cloud engineer in the Innovation Hubs. I develop and deliver transformative cloud solutions to organizations and essentially bridge the gap between our technology and the customer experience. Brian, what are the cloud innovation hubs? They're centers of cloud innovation and engineering in order to help transform the company. When I say transform, what I mean is Larry Ellison's fundamental vision around cloud transformation is, is three things. One is transforming the culture towards one of customer centricity. Uh, one is transforming the skill sets, meaning more hands-on builders, supporting our customers, developers, and architects, educating them, supporting, guiding them on their journey to the cloud. And then the third is transform scale. Um, no customer gets left behind. Every single customer is going to have one of our cloud engineers to help them succeed with dedicated technical expertise in order to scale. Fundamentally, what that means is rather than just selling our customers enterprise software, we're really co-developing with our customers, cooperating with our customers, enabling our customers to innovate. So there's a cultural change aspect we can explore on that. Um, but that's basically what our charter is. What was the purpose for starting the cloud innovation hubs? I mean, Oracle has a, a very large cloud infrastructure program. Why the cloud innovation hubs? Oracle has a very well-known reputation as a provider of top quality enterprise software. Selling our customer software is very different than enabling and encouraging and supporting them to running their actual businesses on our cloud. Uh, it's much more technical. It's much more labor intensive. It's much more of a cooperative model. Another is order in order to transform the skill sets. What are your ideas? What do you want to do as a business? How can I help you succeed as a business? Um, so we provide hands-on builders, developers for our customers to really help support their innovation, um, support their migrations, and make sure that when they invest in Oracle, that they succeed so that we can grow with them. Brian, it sounds like this customer centricity, this, shall we say, cloud culture was really a, a driving force between behind the establishment of, of these hubs. Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. Um, you know, Oracle has a very um, entrenched footprint in, in the database space. That's very well known. We've done an excellent job of developing, maintaining, and growing that. Um, a lot of our customers have been interested for some time in being able to move those workloads to the cloud. Cloud is ultimately, in the end, about simplicity. And it's, it's taking something that otherwise could be complex if run on other clouds and making it very simple. Uh, and autonomous by by taking those capabilities and enabling them as a service. Sky, what's it like being an engineer in the group? It truly feels like a startup. You walk into the office and you're greeted by 100 skilled individuals with their own unique talents and wonderful ideas. 
The innovation hubs are mostly a space to create and imagine the art of the possible to help our customers achieve their own goals. Brian, a lot of this has to do with the difference between cloud and on-premise. How would you summarize these differences, these differences between cloud and on-premise? There is a difference. On paper, they seem very similar. I mean, they're all using technology you know, to, to run various different applications, business applications or various different innovations. Uh, in reality, there's a, a fundamental difference in the way that you partner with your customers is that in the first model, when you're selling enterprise software, um, uh, very often it would be up to the partners, m- meaning our customers' partners, or implementation partners, consultancies, uh, or the customers themselves to, to implement the solution. Whereas it's much more deeply intertwined. When you're providing either platform as a service or software as a service, even infrastructure as a service, their entire business, their innovation model, their operations model depends on your services. It depends on SLAs. It depends on how they operate. It depends on capabilities. Um, so because of that intertwinedness, there's a high degree of dependency and reliance upon our services, one, being up and running, two, being very capable, and three, being very flexible. So because of those needs are fundamentally different when you're selling enterprise software versus when you're actually running your customer's business on our cloud, um, we basically have to have a different operation model. And what do all of these differences mean for cloud innovation hubs? When our customers succeed, we succeed. So that's part of the aspect that we look for in the hiring is people with very high EQs, very high IQs, very technical um, they can learn and grow very quickly, but but also part of it is the the customer centricity and screening for that. Um, if you get the right people brought in, then of course you, having the technical capabilities we just outlined um, and, and being able to put put them in the right direction of supporting our customers. I have to imagine that it's much easier to find engineers with specific technical skills than it is to find engineers with those skills who also have that that EQ and that focus on the customer and the desire to help customers. That's really hard to find. That's where the gold is, right? For our customers. Ultimately, to succeed, they need both. They they need a partner who's going to listen um, to them. That's that's ultimately what our customers want. That requires EQ. It requires maturity. It requires you know executive presence. It requires good communication skills. Um, it also, but then, okay, you've listened to me. You understand what my business problem is. Um, now, how do I actually get that up and running? That requires very heavy lifting engineering skills. So it is both. And we do recruit for both. We do train for both. We do retain for both. So it is a process. I also think that what our generation can bring to the table is a lot of bilingual leaders. And that that term is new. And it's not just, I'm good at technology or I'm good at business, but I'm also good at philosophy and psychology and art. And it's that bilingual leadership that will you know, push us to the next level and modernize the workforce. Sky, when you mention bilingual, what do you mean by that? So bilingual is the idea that you're not just good at one area. I'm not just strong in technology. I'm also strong in business. I'm strong in art. I'm also a creative. It's that left brain, right brain duality. It's that, you know, creativity versus workforce, you know, business orientation, both combined. Brian, how do you categorize the kinds of projects that your organization takes on? There's three groups that we're chartered with. One is adoption, one is consumption, and one is innovation. Adoption is really um, help our customers succeed with their investment, make them good, uh, get them right on their their first investment into Oracle's cloud. 
The next is consumption. That's how do we help our customers grow their business on our cloud? Do whatever it takes. Um, make them successful. We are vested in their growth. Without their growth, we do not grow. And then the third is innovation. Uh, with the recent coronavirus, COVID um, pandemic, there was an absolute flood of requirements from our customers, from all sectors of business, from public sector, from uh, all of our lines of business, our, our key accounts group, our enterprise group, our mid-market group, SMB, um, healthcare, insurance, uh, individuals, just needing help is really what it was. One way that we kind of invested in that is we, we took that innovation aspect and, and started responding very quickly um, to get them applications. Some of the, the PPE application where we recently won uh, a World Health Organization award for on their hackathon. Um, some of the other solutions that we've been doing for COVID um, to help with the analysis of data, um, to help solve you know a, a very huge global problem. It's us helping them grow, helping them succeed. Um, and in this case, you know, most of that work was done really pro bono. We, we developed multiple applications, deployed them all, um, and just really to try and do the right thing um, at a very important time. Can you give us a couple of examples of projects or applications that you've developed? So, for example, COVID breaks out. We're not going to ignore that. Our customers need a PPE marketplace. We're not going to ignore that. They need a chatbot to help their customers work from home. We're not going to ignore that. So, uh, those types of projects we just do and, and help our customers with as best as we can. Where do you see the cloud innovation hubs going? What is your vision for the future? Once you have those tools that's built into our cloud, into our database, into our SaaS applications, then the customers can come to us and say, well, what if? What if you could provide um, a series of analytics that can help me run my business better? What if you can help me find the next customer? What if you can help me optimize my business? Um, those are powerful questions. When businesses can focus on that instead of, well, what if my database wasn't going down every third week? Those, totally different set of questions. One is a technical set of questions, and Oracle has been developing that IP for 40 years. We're the best in, in the world in that, undisputably. And our, our platforms inherit those engineering values as well in the cloud and in the SaaS platforms as well. But beyond that, so what if, what's the next thing? Help me think smarter about my industry. Help me think smarter about my applications. Help me think smarter about my own individual business. What can Oracle do for there? And we have a very powerful message around machine learning there. I must say that I, I really like this customer-centric approach. And it almost makes me start to think that, is there a sort of, warm and softer and fuzzier Oracle that's emerging here? Cloud is fundamentally about customer success. You have to have empathy. You have to really care about your customer success. You have to care about your customers, care about their project timelines, care about their budgets, care about what they're facing with COVID. Um, there is an aspect of empathy to that, for sure. There's also an aspect of innovation is that innovation cycles are shortening dramatically and you need to have the services as well as the people trained to deliver those services ready. What advice do you have for business leaders who look at this and they say, yeah, I want to build this kind of team. How do you find these people? And how do you, how do you, how do you bring together engineers and folks that have that empathy? There's three parts we really look for is the technical IQ, the EQ, and the commitment. If you have those three things, that's really the DNA that we're looking for is to, to drive that cultural transformation, to help our customers really succeed, to help us innovate for our customers, with our customers. And then the last is, of course, there's a retention aspect and you gotta make sure that you have leadership programs in place um, and career progression paths, which we've been able to very much solidify um, really over the past, I'd say six months 
to be able to develop, identify, and retain that talent. And Sky, what advice do you have for engineers who want to be bilingual, as you described it before, who can speak both business and technology? My favorite poet, Rumi, once said, yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I'm wise, so I'm changing myself. I feel like that poem embodies the transformation that Oracle is experiencing today. I think with a lasting goal to help our customers, I think we can all become a lot wiser. And I encourage all of the new engineers out in the field to ask, you know, what inspires you? How can you develop solutions to help those around you? How can you move from knowledge, you know, that's bountiful to imagination? Well, I think ending on the great poet Rumi is an excellent place to finish up. Brian Rasmussen and Sky Hart, thank you both for taking time to speak with us today. Pleasure's all mine. Thank you, Michael. Thank you so much.